0: Africa Link. This week, the West African nations of Mali, Burkina Faso, and Niger withdrew from the regional economic bloc known as ECOWAS. The Junta-led countries accused the bloc of inhumane sanctions to reverse the coups in their nations. The Junta said in a joint statement read out on state television in all three countries that they have decided in full sovereignty to withdraw without delay from the Economic Community of Central African States, ACAS, and from the Economic Community of West African States, ECOWAS, alleging that the bloc has moved away from the ideals of its founding fathers and Pan-Africanism after nearly 50 years of its establishment. So, what will leaving these regional blocs mean for the three landlocked West African countries? Welcome to the story of the week. I'm your host, Isaac Mugabe. But first, Zelja Flourish will bring us the world news in brief.
1: DW News.
2: I'm Zelja Fröhlich with the DW News. At least three people have been killed after a huge gas explosion rocked Kenya's capital, Nairobi. Nearly 300 others are injured, with the death toll expected to rise. A lorry-carrying gas exploded at a gas-refilling company in Mbakasi district just before midnight. Videos showed a huge blaze raging close to blocks of flats. Our Nairobi correspondent Andrew Wasike was on the ground this morning.
3: The devastation is surreal. Everywhere you could see scars of the massive explosion because there were burnt-out cars, charred buildings, and also lots of buildings had uh, massive cracks on, on their walls. I could also see emergency teams from uh, the Red Cross, St. John's Ambulance, uh, government authorities, they were there buckling the fires that were lingering at the gas filling station. Some of the injured individuals were being treated on site, some were still in shock, and they were also trying to assess the damage to their properties because most of these people work there, they live there, but nothing remained, nothing remained, the whole place was burnt down. Also, earlier today, government spokesman Isaac Moura briefed us on the accident. He told us that the residential areas caught fire while the residents were still trapped inside. So, unfortunately, three people died and 280 people are being treated in hospitals across Nairobi. 20 of the 280 are in critical condition. The fire also spread to a neighboring textile facility and this is why it, it took so long for the fire brigade to put out the fire.
2: Bonifei Sifuna, a Nairobi citizen who suffered heavy burns, recalls the incident.
3: I got burnt by an exploding gas cylinder as I was trying to escape. It exploded right in front of me and the impact knocked me down and the flames engulfed me. I am lucky that I was strong enough to get away.
2: The deadly gas explosion was a disaster waiting to happen, shaken residents told AFP on Friday as they raged against the government. Citizens told AFP they had long foreseen the tragedy, describing how the residential neighborhood in the Mbakasi area of southeastern Nairobi had allegedly also been home to gas companies, with trucks arriving every day. The International Court of Justice in The Hague is due Friday to decide whether it is authorized to open main proceedings in a case filed by Ukraine against Russia. Ukraine sued Russia shortly after the full-scale invasion in the spring of 2022, citing the Genocide Convention. Russia had initially justified the invasion of Ukraine by claiming that genocide against Russians in eastern Ukraine had to be prevented. With this false accusation, Ukraine argues, Russia is violating the convention. Russia firmly rejects the accusations and requested that the case be dismissed. Ukraine is supported in its action before the UN court by 32 Western allies. French nationals will no longer be allowed to fly into Niger, airline sources say, as the rift between France and Niger deepens following last year's military coup. The Nigerian authorities also initially refused to confirm to AFP that French nationals had been declared undesirable persons in the West African country. Most recently, several French citizens were denied entry on arrival in Niger. Residents of a swampy area in central South Sudan violently clashed with cattle herders who moved in looking for water and pasture during the dry season. At least 38 people were killed and 52 suffered gunshot wounds, according to officials. The fighting started Wednesday and tensions remained high. Security forces have been deployed to calm the situation and to move the cattle herders away from the disputed wetlands. A group of 131 migrants, mostly Rohingya, fled an immigration center in Malaysia late on Thursday, with one member of the group getting killed in a road accident. Some 400 personnel are looking for them. Hundreds of thousands of Rohingya, a Muslim ethnic minority who were mainly based in Myanmar, fled military persecution in 2017 to Malaysia. Malaysia does not recognize refugee status and often cracks down on undocumented migrants, locking up thousands in crowded detention centers. And finally, Indian police has released a pigeon after eight months in custody as it was finally cleared of charges of being a suspected Chinese spy. The bird was caught in Mumbai. It had two rings tied to its legs with messages written in a Chinese-like script on its wings, Indian daily newspaper Times of India reported. Police found out that it was an open-water racing bird from Taiwan that had escaped and made its way to India. For more information, go to our website, dw.com slash Africa. I'm Zilia Fröhlich.
0: Thank you, Zilia Fröhlich, for briefing us with what is happening around the world. In case you're just joining us, this is the story of the week on DW Africa Link. I'm your host, Isaac Mugabe. Welcome to the program. Mali, Nigel and Burkina Faso's announcement that they would withdraw from the economic community of West African states ECOWAS has analysts worried that the move will further weaken the bloc and usher in greater instability. The military leaders of Mali, Niger and Burkina Faso, all of whom came to power in recent coups, said in a joint statement last Sunday that they will leave the 15-member bloc without delay and accused the bloc of lack of support and what they called inhumane coup-related sanctions. The three countries accused ECOWAS of having abandoned its founding ideals and had fallen under the influence of foreign powers. They further added that the bloc had offered little support against the Islamic insurgencies that have killed thousands and displaced over two million. Kano Abdullahi Maiga, the spokesperson of the Malian transitional government, was tasked to deliver the statement that shocked other ECOWAS member states and the African Union. Leurs Excellences le Capitaine Ibrahim Traoré.
1: Their Excellencies, Captain Ibrahim Traore, Colonel Assimi Goita, and Brigadier General Abdurrahmane Tiani, respectively heads of state of Burkina Faso, the Republic of Mali, and the Republic of Niger, taking full responsibility before history and responding to the expectations, concerns, and aspirations of their populations, Have decided in full sovereignty to withdraw Burkina Faso, Mali, and Niger without delay from the economic community of Central African states, from the economic community of Western African states,
0: ECOWAS. In response, ECOWAS said in a statement that the three countries who are important members of the community and the bloc remains committed to finding a negotiated solution to the political impasse. It's the first time since ECOWAS, which was founded in 1975, that members are living in such a manner. The divorce from ECOWAS has also divided opinion among citizens of the three countries. And that's why we've lined up experts on the region to delve into the topic and the concerns of nationals from the three countries. But first, we'll hear from residents of Burkina Faso's capital, Ouagadougou, who think it was a bad decision for the junta that it would leave ECOWAS. So, i social suite que le Burkina.
4: I've just found out on social networks that Burkina Faso and the other two countries, Mali and Niger, have left ECOWAS. That made me ask a lot of questions. It really made me pause. And that's it. One of these questions was whether they had really thought about the consequences, because I quickly thought of our relatives, our thousands of relatives who are still in Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana, who are still in ECOWAS. For me, it's a hasty decision. If ECOWAS had asked these countries to leave, I might have understood. But leaving ECOWAS on your own is daring and not good for the people, of
0: course.
3: Even if they are going to isolate themselves from everything, that's the way it is. Isolating themselves from everything at the beginning can't be easy. It's going to be like that, and we hope it's going to be good. That's all.
0: It's a noble initiative that we really appreciate, because we've been waiting a long time for this moment. Because ECOWAS was initiated by the former leaders, and the principles that were established are now being broken. So, I think we can welcome this initiative in any case. That's what we should be expecting, because with what's going on at the moment, the three countries of Burkina Faso, Mali, and Niger, well, if you look closely, they're being sidelined in the fight against insecurity. If these states now decide to take their freedom, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Nigel had hoped for an opportunity to talk through differences with fellow states of ECOWAS, which has cold-shouldered Niamey, imposing heavy economic and financial sanctions following the coup that overthrew elected president Mohamed Bazoum. In the capital Niamey, residents also warned of economic trouble after the ruling junta announced it was withdrawing from
1: ECOWAS. This will inevitably have an impact on commercial activities when we consider today that if we withdraw from the ECOWAS area, there will be charges and costs that will inevitably increase the transport of goods and affect the free movement of people and goods. The passport we use is a community passport. It's an ECOWAS passport. So if you have this passport, you can travel freely in all ECOWAS member states.
0: If you're just joining us, you're listening to Story of the Week on DW Africa Link. And it's about a decision by Mali, Burkina Faso and Niger to quit West Africa's economic and political bloc ECOWAS. The withdrawal reverses decades of regional integration, leaving millions of people in limbo. Currently, the three countries face huge challenges. For instance, Niger's military leaders are wrestling with high food prices and the scarcity of medicines. In Mali, the ruling officers under Colonel Asimi Goita had pledged to hold elections in February this year, but that has now been pushed back to an unknown date. Burkina Faso, which has not been put under sanctions, although Captain Ibrahim Tuare seized power in September 2022, has set elections for this summer but says the fight against the insurgents remains the top priority. Another concern is that the departure from ECOWAS is likely to deepen the three junta led countries' ties with Russia. But Russia denies any political meddling, as explained by its foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov. As
3: for West Africa, ECOWAS, we hope. That the problems that have arisen in relations between ECOWAS members can be resolved through equal, mutually respectful dialogue. For our part, we emphasized that Russia is ready to continue to contribute to efforts to stabilize the situation in the Sahara Sahel region and other parts of the African continent. It's now time to bring in our analysts.
0: I will start with Abiol Waldeng, a scholar and expert on the Sahel region hello Abiol and welcome to the story of the week take us briefly through the job politics at play in the
5: sahel the reason why that's happening is 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 very strategic and on on purpose but for me i fear to a certain extent that these states are also talking a lot and bluffing a lot because a they're definitely running out of money and b I think the other problem also is that like when you look at the statistics of what's going on in the Sahel region, you start to see that the non-state actors, not only are they provoking a lot of violence and intercommunitary fighting in places like, like for example, the type of of complexes and issues that are happening in Mali, Burkina Faso and Niger are quite different. Niger, we're starting to see just like a general rise in criminality, but a lot of that kind of rise in criminality is also connected to like non-state actors trying to create problematic issues and like reinforce inter like intercommunity problems. On the other hand, you have, for example, in Burkina Faso, a real threat where the, the level of attacks by non-state actors has been quite high. A country like Burkina Faso in particular for me seems to be the one under the most threat of like things possibly collapsing. And the reality is that Niger is more mineral rich than burkina and mali has a very different cultural like has different neighbors like senegal which is an extremely stable country and very powerful in the region uh, and also just like mali has also the whole north that it's like actually now it's more the tuareg uh, people who are kind of keeping the country safe from the islamists so mali is a little bit better like composed in a certain way despite having gone through crisis than burkina burkina for me is the real one that i worry about
0: let's now bring in fidel Ousu amache he is at riley risk and based in Accra, ghana welcome to the program fidel first of all why surprised when you heard that burkina faso nigel and mali were leaving ECOWAS?
4: the the announcement that mali burkina faso and niger were leaving the ECOWAS or the economic community of west african states was um not surprising it was rather the timing the time and um, that saw the decision being announced is what really surprises at that um um uh, in the last days of january the military juntas will come together and say that they are leaving ecowas that one was surprising and again we also saw that there are some geopolitical constraints like the location of these countries being landlord countries. The fact that um, Togo in recent um, days um, have decided or has decided to negotiate or mediate between ECOWAS and Niger, for example, and other efforts have been made to ensure that whatever political impasse that existed between the two sides was um i mean discussed and solutions uh, uh found but it looks like the Gentes have resolved to really um stay in power and not get questioned by their peers across the region and so in that respect that 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 was not so unexpected
0: what will leaving the bloc mean for the three landlocked west african countries
4: by leaving the block, it means that whatever protocol that existed between or which uh, included these three states, or which covered these three states, has been severed. These states are no more bounded by the protocols that um, are in ECOWAS or that uh, used to bind them in ECOWAS and in fact this also means that the movement of people from the Sahel state to the southern states the movement of pastoralists uh, other security cooperation and various agreements that they have been part of since 1975 has come to an end or have come to an end and these suggests that politically they are no more part of the group. On security, security-wise, they are they are also way apart from the group. Socially, they have isolated their population from the group, and so on and so forth. However, this does not mean that individual African state or Equator state cannot have agreements with them. In a way, they feel that by living, um. The the kind of pressure that ECOWAS keeps putting on them to pursue power transfer would stop. Because then, if I'm not part of your block, you cannot ask when I am leaving power. You cannot ask when I am starting the transition. You cannot ask when I'm holding elections. But so by deciding to leave the block, they are really asserting their independence and their sovereignty in ways that uh, um, have never happened before, not since 1975. And in fact, since Mauritania left the bloc in 2000, there has never been a situation where three members, this is so unprecedented, even across Africa, where three member states of a regional organization decide to leave the same day, make an announcement on a Sunday, and say that their, their living takes, I mean, uh, happens with immediate effect or is starting with immediate effects and so you realize that this is something they have planned this is something they they really mean to and in subsequent days they have reiterated the fact that they really mean business they are leaving the block and nothing would stop them from leaving the block
0: and how much of a political blow is this for equus that three key Sahel countries are leaving the block
4: politically the implication of this schism on ECOWAS, is quite uh, two-sided. It's like in a two-edged sword, it, which cuts uh, on both sides. Now, if you consider the fact that these countries are among the largest by land size, it means that a big chunk, geographically, of ECOWAS has been civet or has moved away from the rest of the countries because niger and mali are the first and the second largest countries respectively in ECOWAS and so they are living is in it Burkina faso itself is bigger than ghana togo and benin so so i mean this is very significant in terms of the size again the fact that extremists are found in these regions and in fact This means that cooperation between ECOWAS members or coastal states and these Sahel states is going to be difficult and perhaps may disrupt um, the security of coastal states. The the, 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 the schism may disrupt the security of coastal states. And this means that ECOWAS would have to find ways and means to approach these states to raise some political solution that ensure their Security or that, I mean, it enhances their security. Other than that, there can be ways to push some of these extremists downwards in a deliberate way to disrupt coastal states. This could be a possible action taken by the Janta in the, in, the, in the Sahel. Another political implication is that the current ECOWAS leaders wouldn't want to be the ones under whose tenure uh the um uh, block broke up or there was a break the in, in in the block and so in fact politically these leaders will try and make effort to resolve the situation and in fact the communique from ecowas um suggests that ecowas really needs some negotiation some form of negotiation to keep these states as members of the block, as they have always been since 1975 when the organization was created uh, another factor that we may pay attention to is the fact that these are not the only cool states in the region we also have uh, guinea being uh, governed by the military or junta. however guinea did not join this schism this complicated situation that are we going to treat guinea differently now or uh, is uh, are we going to see Guinea moving towards um, this trial, th- 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 or the Conakry uh, uh, is going to soften or try to cooperate with this trial? Th- th- for instance, in getting goods and services to them uh, via the ports in Conakry and things like that. So all these political decisions or these political uh, uh, possibilities uh, face equals, and in the coming days. We, 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 we see what happens.
0: Okay then, in terms of security, what is at stake for Burkina Faso, Niger, and Mali? I mean, are they better off as a trio than as part of ECOWAS?
4: So, as I've mentioned earlier, in terms of security, this is huge. Because uh, this started with Mali leaving the J5 Sahel, a group of countries that were um, uh, put together um, during the operation to stop extremism from spreading in the region. They decided that these five countries decided to come together to coordinate and to cooperate militarily in order to fight extremism and jihadism. However, since this group had democracy as part of its tenets and part of its protocol, when there was a coup in Mali, there was some form of isolation. And the Mali, the Malian junta decided to leave the block or the this the alliance, the J Five Sahel Alliance. Last year, in the, in the latter part of last year, Burkina Faso and Niger also decided to quit, and so leaving uh, Mauritania and Chad, which is operationally impossible because Mauritania is found at the far west of the of the block, while uh, Chad is found at the far east. And so this makes the group technically uh, non existent. And uh, it's, 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 there, are, there are moves to actually formally end or dissolve the group. So that was itself a security gap. Again, Niger is part of the Lake Chad Commission that is responsible for coordinating security uh, between uh, Niger, Nigeria, Cameroon, and Chad. With Niger leaving ECOWAS, it complicates the situation because then is Nigeria going to see Niger as an equal in the Lake Commission and things like that? Another thing is that since they have left all other coordinations like the Accra Initiative, which Burkina Faso is a member now, with Burkina Living, is a Cry Initiative are they going to be an active part of the Accra Initiative or are they are living for good? Because in recent days. Burkina has uh, become more of a, 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 an ally to Moscow, inviting defense ministers, deputy defense minister of, of, of Russia, um, the leader of Burkina Faso visiting Moscow uh, multiple times, and, and things like that. So this suggests that, in fact, uh, the security situation is likely to get more complicated with this schism.
0: There has been talk of Russia pulling the strings. What's your take?
4: Of course. Um, it will be naive on my, on my part to think that Russia um, is being uh, nonchalant about what is happening or ambivalent. No, but Russia is active because then it has signed a nuclear deal with Burkina Faso. It has promised military cooperation. And in recent days, um, observers have seen military, Russian military officials being deployed for training and other purposes in Burkina Faso. Uh, Wagner is likely to be in Burkina Faso now or in the future and this makes um, the the whole situation very very complex because then if we are talking of the new cold war it looks like it is emerging in West Africa. In fact Mali itself is still having Wagner forces there and Asimi Goita the leader of the Mali Janta is very close to Putin. In fact, when the Niger crisis started, Putin actually placed a call to Bamako where he spoke with his counterpart, that is Asine Goita, to make sure that there is some, 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 some political solution. Um, I mean, that was uh, quite uh, interesting. And so Russia cannot be a bystander in this issue. Russia is actively participating and it looks like it has promised some lifeline for the junta. And this has boosted the confidence of the junta in terms of security, economics, and um, um, military cooperation. And so Russia is actively uh, 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 participating in this scheme. And how
0: united are the three countries? Can they pull it off with the resources they have, like uranium deposits?
4: Despite the uh, security implications, these uh, three countries actually have their own internal deficiencies that cannot be overlooked. In fact, these countries, apart from being landlocked, uh, have smaller economies. And like I've said, um, some uh, states in Nigeria I mean, control bigger budgets than these countries. And so the, the economies are not too big, but they hold a lot of resources and they have um, some promise of economic growth. Where, uh, and, and then with a the, uh, population that is fast growing, in fact, these countries in the future are going to be very, very formidable. Again, um, in terms of uh, supply chain, it is very poor there. The infrastructure is not good. We have jihadists um, occupying most of these territories and things like that. So now we are going to look forward to how jihadism is going to be fought. Are we going to have external um, forces um, engaging in massacre like we saw in central Mali before UN forces were asked to leave the country, where Wagner use indiscriminate force against um, Fulbe ethnic uh, settlements and things like that. So that is also one uh, particular uh, thing that, 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 that could be seen. Because when um, they use such methods, it can destabilize the region because people will then move internally, displaced people, may cross borders and really uh, create uh, some humanitarian or a bigger humanitarian problem for the entire region.
0: Many thanks to our analysts, Fidel Amacho Osu in Accra and Abiyol Denglual in London. And you've been listening to the Story of the Week. On behalf of the team at Africa Link, I'm Isaac Mugabe, wishing you a splendid weekend. Until next time, bye for now.
3: DW for minds.